Welcome to the Master Marketing and Monetize Podcast with me, your host, Leon George. I went from being an unfulfilled attorney at law to becoming a wildly successful marketing coach. I help my clients master social media marketing their way so they can monetize their skill sets and build demand for their coaching programs. On this podcast, I share the best advice when it comes to social media marketing and running your online business. If you are an online coach or a service provider, then this is the podcast for you as I'll get you one step closer to becoming the person that you need to be to finally have your dream life and business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to episode 65. I am so hyped about this podcast because so many times we hear about all the struggle stories associated with entrepreneurship and running an online business, which are valid and I myself have contributed to those stories, but I feel like we all need a reminder of why an online business is so beneficial, especially if one of your core values is freedom or choice, right? And why it is so many online businesses popped up over the last few years, right? And that's what we're going to dive into into this podcast episode, all about the highs of an online business. And uh, it is such a good one. And I can't wait for you to listen all the way to the end, right? So some backstory about me. Did you know that at 23 years old, I became a qualified attorney at law? I then went on to spend two years in the corporate world learning about um, specifically employment laws and labor laws. And I also had a private practice as well where I did different type of legal work. And while pursuing my legal studies and even when I got my first real job, so many people will tell me that, you know what, education and a good job was the way to become wealthy and experience freedom and travel, which was ultimately what I wanted. I just wanted like that black girl joy to just travel the world, be filthy rich, etc. And I was told, you know what, education and a good job, those are the perfect remedy if you want that freedom, right? But the more I got into it, the reality was I did not feel free at all. And I always had to like set an alarm, either like 5 a.m. in the morning or sometimes 6 a.m., sit in traffic, reach to work. And then I'd have to say about 20 good mornings before I finally reached to my cubicle. And I'd have to put on my computer. And once I put on that computer, then I'd have to select, okay, from this long list of tasks, which ones are the most pressing or which ones do I absolutely need to be do need to need to get done today, right? And some days I would walk to court out listening to matters or I'd have to stay back late. And there were even a time where I stayed back till midnight and I remember my mom was like freaking out because like her daughter is literally here in this government job until like the middle of the night, right? And What I also had to learn is that if I wanted to say something in the corporate world, 
and I have to be very cautious in terms of who I say it to, how I said it, when I said it, right? Not to mention all the personal like biases of like each person. The fact that, you know, I was a young black woman who's also a lawyer and some people just did not like that. It was very triggering to see someone like me in the workplace, right? Some people were also blatantly racist. So all of this to say like all of that I'm kind of sharing to let you know that that doesn't sound like freedom, does it, right? But like, that's what so many of us were told, like we need to get education and get a good job. And I feel like education especially does have its merits because I feel like I would never have reached where I am today if I did not go through some sort of education system, you know? But I also don't think that that's the only way to get the desired result of freedom, right? I was also far from wealthy. So not only was I not free in terms of my time, I was also not wealthy. My salary was meager, just enough to like cover living expenses and to afford the lifestyle of a lawyer. And people don't talk about that. People don't talk about when you go into certain industries, you spend a lot of money just to maintain the image of what you're supposed to look like. Right, so I had to buy clothes regularly. I'm talking about suits, right? So I had to buy suits regularly. I had to ensure my hair was always done, workplace decent, right? I had to buy items that would be needed to put together the entire look, right? And of course, everyone had the assumption that, you know what, she's a lawyer, so she's making a lot of money. So I also had to maintain that expectation, or I felt the need to maintain that expectation, right? And around mid-2019, I realized that, you know what, what if everyone else's truth doesn't apply to me? Like, what if everyone could achieve that freedom through education and a good job, but that's not how I was meant to achieve my freedom, right? And that's when I found out about the entire online business world. Keeping in mind that this was also pre-COVID, it was 2019, so online business wasn't really a topic, especially in my country, right? (laughs) It wasn't really a topic among the masses, I should say. So one thing led to another, and I became obsessed. And when I say obsessed, I mean obsessed with the online world and running an online business. And I started off, most people don't know this, but I started off on LinkedIn. (laughs) Most people, and I'm sure if you are listening to this, there's a probability that you found me on Instagram, right? Most of you all found me on Instagram, but I actually started social media content creation on LinkedIn. When I was a lawyer, I was still in my corporate job and I used to publish like articles about the employment sector and labor laws and employee benefits and all of that, right? And... (laughs) it was only let's say 2020 that I really owned up to the title of um a content creator marketing person etc right and I started off as a done for you um social media manager creating content for my clients and then I transitioned into a marketing coach at the beginning of 2021 and boy oh boy (laughs) the benefits are endless and i'll be talking about this from the perspective of an online coach or a service provider all right so if you have a product-based business there would be some takeaways but just keep in mind that this podcast is targeted towards coaches and service providers right so it may not be a hundred percent applicable to you right 
So the first benefit, let's dive into it because I know you're like, okay, Leon, you're rambling, you're rambling. Just I'm just here to find out the highs of an online business. I'm here to find out, should I be taking this leaf? Is this something I should be going all in on? You know, like, what is the tea? What is the juice? Tell me, right? I will tell you because I have been running my online business for the past two and a half years. And it's crazy to think that two and a half years is when I probably did like my first post and I was like, what? And if I were to look at those unofficial months, I would say three years, you know? So the first benefit of running an online business is very low startup costs. You know, like back in those days when we heard about people starting online businesses, usually white men, (laughs) we'd hear about all these white men starting their businesses, right? And they would say, you know what, I got startup capital for my parents or I worked a job was someone i used that money to start a business and all these stories but we always came with the perception that in order to start a business you need to have a lot of startup capital yeah so if you're planning on starting an online coaching business or an online service provider type of business where you're providing a service right there isn't much upfront cost. So unlike a brick and mortar or a physical store, you don't need to worry about paying for rent, utilities, um, someone to manage your store, someone to take care of stock inventory. You don't need to worry about that. You don't need to worry about upfront stock because you're a coach, you're a service provider, and the product that you're really selling, your offer is your brain, your skill sets, right? It's your way of doing a particular thing, right? And when I started this marketing business, my main startup course, and I'm going to itemize it, it was three things. Three things. It was a 15 US course, which is about 105 TT dollars, if you're from Trinidad and Tobago, um, on Udemy. And I spoke about this in depth in the last podcast episode, episode 64. So go check it out if you want to learn more about my investments. Um... I also registered my business name ahead of time because I was like, I don't want anyone to steal my business name. So I registered it um, and that cost me 32 US or 220 TT dollars. I then opened a business bank account, which I needed a deposit of at least 15 US or 100 TT dollars, right? So those were the only three expenses that I, I, I incurred when I was starting this marketing business. And the total startup cost was 62 US or 425 TT dollars. And I am sure there is a possibility, let me not say sure. I think there's a possibility that if you're listening to this podcast right now, that means you have a phone, that means you have some sort of internet access, and there is a possibility that you have enough money to start your online business now. Yeah? So those are the three things that I spent money on when I started this business, which are, let me me go over again, a course to teach me more about the actual skill set that I was going to teach and help people with with um business registration and business bank account and that was it right here's what i did not spend money on because i feel like a lot of people especially service providers and coaches we go about this in terms of i need a b and c right so i liked what my friend from um, the uk said um she always says leon is a difference between 
a need to have and a nice to have, right? And she is a finance coach. So she always like tells me that, like, is this a need to have or is this a a nice to have, right? So those three things were a need to have for me. And here are some things that would have been nice to have, but it wasn't a necessity, right? So the first one is a website. I went an entire year without paying for a website. I actually did a quick website for myself, a DIY website on Google. I utilize Google Sites, which is free. You can just go to Google Sites and click on the first link that pops up. <laughs> right? And if you have a Gmail account, you have access to Google Sites. And I did a free quick mock-up website thingy just to make myself feel legit. Right? I never did an official, official website and I only got my website done in mid 2020 because there was a huge sale happening from the person who, um, who designed it and I got my website built and designed for 200 US dollars at that time. Now, don't dare me asking who it is because that person doesn't do websites anymore, right? But all of that to say, like, that was what pushed me to get a website because I was like, you know what? This is a good deal. I know this person. This person does amazing websites. I'm going to spend the money and get it done, you know? And honestly, when I ask people how they find me and you know, like what led them to booking a call or to working with me. People always say my Instagram still. So my website is there, but I don't think that's the main reason why people decide to work with me. Yeah. The next thing that I didn't spend money on was paid apps. So I used the free version of Canva. I used the free version of Zoom for my calls with clients. I used Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, which are all free social media platforms. And I even used a free email service provider when I wanted to start building my email list. I never paid for email service provider. All free. All free tools that I use in my business, right? Coaches and mentors is another thing that I did not spend money on. And I know that's weird coming from a coach, right? But hear me out. I think it's important to do the work first on your own. Get started. Get your feet wet. See where you need help. And then go about hiring a coach or mentor. Join a course to help you with your specific needs. If you go back to my previous episode or if you listen to episode 64, which you should because it is such a good episode. I spoke about the fact that by the time that I was transitioning out of corporate and into my um, business, I did not have much cash flow to be spending on all the amazing coaches that I wanted to work with. So instead... I simply went down the rabbit hole of YouTube, Google, um, Coursera, HubSpot. I learned these skills on my own, enough for me to get some clients, right? And then I realized, okay, the first thing I want to invest in is somebody teaching me how to launch. And that's what I invested in. I would not have realized what I wanted to invest in if I had just been like, okay, I'm not selling my business, let me invest, you know? So... That's an interesting perspective coming from me, a marketing coach, a business coach. Um, and I do have clients who literally now and set up their Facebook page and they're like, I'm ready to work with you. Excuse me. <coughs> but usually those clients tend to be people who spent a lot of years in corporate and they're like, you know what? I don't have the time. I don't want to spend additional time figuring it out. 
right? So that's the only like exception. Like if you know that you did the exact thing that you would be doing in your business, in your corporate world, and you don't want to spend time figuring out like the marketing, the this, the tech, then fine. You know, if you're like starting something new, like me, I literally transitioned from attorney at law to marketing coach. Um, I actually wanted that couple of months for me to learn on my own. And then I had the time because I was doing this full time as well. So I had the time to learn it on my own, sift through all the free content out there and then decide, you know what, I'm ready to take it up a notch. Yeah. The next thing I didn't spend money on was brand photos. So I actually got my first batch of photos free. A lot of people don't know this. <laughs> I asked my friend who had a camera and who worked in film if she'd be willing to take pictures of me in her studio room and she said yes and i was so excited i had about three different outfits i did my own makeup myself right um and those were the photos that i used for instagram for the first year of my business and i i loved it it definitely isn't who i am now like looking back at those photos but i loved how resourceful i was and i loved that i was willing to ask somebody who had a who had a camera who had the space and I, I know this in itself is a privilege but like if you don't have a friend who has a camera and has a space i'm sure you have someone willing to take pictures of you at a scenic location you can do that right you don't need professionally branded photos in the first year of your business yeah so if again going back to the fact that if you know you have like let's say 62 us or 425 tt Right, or there's a way for you to get it. Maybe you need to sell some items, maybe something needs to happen, but there is a way for you to get that money. And you believe you need more than that to start your business. Just know this is your way of your or should I say your brain's way of procrastinating? Because I'm telling you, this is all I needed to start my business. Yeah. Now the second high of an online business is limitless income and I'm sure a lot of you would have heard this before. Maybe that's even why you even got curious about this online business world, right? This is a huge one, especially for coaches and service providers. Unlike in the corporate world where you needed to wait years for a promotion, you can give yourself a promotion at any time. <laughs> like literally anytime you can decide to pay yourself a bonus or increase your own take home salary, right? So what I'd recommend, if you're in the first few years of your business, stick with a higher touch intimate services like one-on-one -on -one coaching or like a one-on-one -on -one done for you service, right? But eventually, let's say after you get your first five to 10 clients, right? Let's say 10 clients in, you can decide, you know what? I think I have enough experience. I'm ready to layer on that, right? I'm ready to add an additional layer and you can get an income from your one-on-one -on -one service or coaching and then you can decide you know what on top of that i'm also going to layer on a group service like group coaching or like a self-paced course or like trainings or workshops etc right as you continue to build your online brand you could even expand internally and create a physical product that helps your clients so for example if you're like let's say a financial coach you can decide i'm going to create a financial planner for my clients, right? Or if you're a business coach, you can decide, you know what, I'm going to create a project management tool to help business owners be more organized in your business, right? 
or you could even create another branch um internally like vip days where you're like you know what i want to get a particular task done within a day and i'm going to introduce vip days to help me do that or maybe you can start retreats or conferences right you can always layer on and of course you can start you can like expand externally and create a completely new business you can create a second business which is definitely something something that i am doing this year maybe if you're in close friends on instagram you'd see a lot of the behind the scenes and if you're not on close friends on instagram just dm me and i'll add you to my close friends i have a lot of fun there i am a lot more unfiltered <laughs> in close friends right um but more or less, back to the, the um, point, the opportunities are endless. There's no cap in terms of what you can do. And that to me is freedom. That to me is freedom, right? All right, the third high is that you're in charge of who you work with and don't work with, right? So one of the things that I found really hard wrapping my head around in the corporate world was that you would have to pull every piece of, I don't know what to call it, restraint within you to realize that someone is not a good person and still have to communicate with that person um daily because they're your coworker or worse yet they're like your boss or your supervisor like i've experienced that i've had bosses who weren't good people i've had coworkers who weren't good people right so i'm talking about like finding out someone is like racist finding out someone is a liar um like prolific liar finding out someone is very unethical in terms of how they do things and pushing all of that to a tiny corner in your brain just so that you can go through a project or a task with that same person. Let me know if you relate to that because oh, I just got flashbacks saying that out loud, right? And that to me was the hardest because I personally am such a, a deeply aware and empathetic human being that I do feel a lot and maybe you do as well. And you know, this is, you can't like, you can't come to the conclusion that yes, you are that person. If you like after work, you tend to be like super drained and depleted because you know, it took a lot of restraint and brain power just to get through very small tasks throughout the day. Right. And after dealing with that, like I must say running an online business feels like an ease because you can develop your brand and create content in such a way that you attract a specific type of person that you want to work with, right? And more so, you can create content to repel certain type of people that you do not want to work with or you do not think would be a good fit with you and with your values, right? And even if you still manage to work with someone who's not a good fit, maybe they slip through the cracks, maybe things change, etc. You can also set up your business in such a way, set up those the legal aspects of your business in such a way that you can release them at any time as a client. That is such a relief. At any time, I can decide, you know what, this client and I, we aren't a good fit. You know, or maybe she isn't pulling her weight or he isn't pulling her weight, you know, um, or the coaching relationship isn't going as, um, I wouldn't want to say as expected because I don't want to have an expectation on relationships, but it isn't going as, um, <laughs> the word is evading me, but you know what I mean? Like, um, there are clear red, red flags 
in the relationship, then you can decide, you know what, I am in a place where I want to release this client at any time. All right. Okay, so the fourth high of an online business is you got to network on an international level. And I love this. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Y'all know I spend hours on TikTok, right? So I literally always have TikTok songs, clips. <laughs> so if you know, you know, right? All right. So before having an online business, my networking was very much limited to life events and social groups, right? that were created from day-to-day activity just which makes a lot of sense like who you see on a day-to-day basis that's who you're likely to form a relationship with right so when i was in law school i had a lot of law friends when i was working i'd have those same law friends because i just finished law school and then i'd have co-workers who turned friends and then I'd, i was also part of a volunteer club so i'll have friends from there right but when i started entrepreneurship i started telling my story online and I started creating content about my expertise and that's where my network exploded you know all of a sudden I got clients from all over the Caribbean from the US the UK Nigeria India and the list goes on and on and on and on and on right and this is even on in terms of how many people are in my network now right my accountability partner and friend is actually from the UK and we do meet once a month on Zoom, right? And that's so cool to like have a friend all the way from the UK. That's so cool, right? I joined programs with people from all over the world and we became online friends after the program. So like we always check on each other, ask, ask how we're doing, etc. right? And that is also very, very cool as well. And... I was having a convo with someone, a conversation with someone, and she asked me, like, Leon, how do you know all these people? Like, how do you, like, if I'm like, you know, I'm interested about this, I was okay, I'll message this person, I'll call this person. And she'll be like, how will you know this person? And I was, my answer was super short and sweet. I said, my business, you know, and I wouldn't have met all these people and expanded my, expanded my net worth, network, <laughs> and net worth beyond Trinidad and Tobago if it weren't for my online business and if it weren't for me deciding to really and truly put myself out there, right? So please don't sleep on an online business or even building your online brand because that is such a great and inexpensive way to make new friends, right? Now the fifth high of an online business is location and time freedom. So let's talk about location freedom. I know you may have heard the phrase laptop lifestyle. And that's because when you start an online business, especially as a coach or a service provider, all you really need is a laptop and good internet service, right? Which means you don't need to stay at one specific location in order to work or coach your clients. You can pretty much go anywhere and work from wherever you want. And in all honesty, I haven't taken much advantage of this, but this is definitely something I'd love to explore in the next few years, you know, and I'd I'd love to be able to like run my business while traveling or what is even more attractive to me actually is just traveling fully (laughs) and having like systems in place so that my business can run without me for at least up to a month, at least, you know, and 
that is so amazing in terms of location freedom because the world is such a big beautiful place and I don't know about you but I definitely don't want to spend all the years of my life in one location I want to go there and see what the world has you know I want to find out who am I in different countries etc and I am available for all of that right the next um, thing we'll focus on is time freedom, right? And I'm convinced at this point that there is no one on the planet who wants to be told when they need to do something. No one wants to be told you have to do this now. You have to do this before the end of the day. That is not like that is not exciting for anyone, anyone. So when you dive into entrepreneurship, you get to work when you want to work. And you are the boss of your own schedule. Which is a pro for someone like me who is highly self-motivated. Like guys, it's 11pm on a Monday night and I'm recording this podcast episode. (laughs) Right? And I mean it's fun for me because at the same time I know like the day after, which is the Tuesday, I will be out for most of the days because I have a whole bunch of errands to run adult admin. And I can literally have that flexibility to be like, okay, I'll work on a Monday but I'm not working tomorrow. Right, and I remember when I was working corporate, I absolutely hated the sound of my alarm. I hated waking up with an alarm, which just put me in a bad mood instantaneously. Right, I thought I wasn't a morning person, and <laughs> now I can say, like two and a half years later, I haven't walked woke up with an alarm literally in like those last two and a half years unless i have like something to do early in the morning other than that i wouldn't and i never put anything early in the morning right so sometimes i wake up between 7 to 9 a.m most mornings and sometimes i stay in bed for an extra hour just because i also don't like to talk on mornings and i know i can't be the only one like i'm not i like to okay so if i wake up in the morning i'm in a good mood i would use that good mood and i would do work but I wouldn't use that good mood to talk to other people. I feel like that's a waste of a good mood. <laughs> I feel like I have a good mood and productive. Let me create some productive magic, you know? Like, I'm not going to pick up the phone and call. No, I don't do that. All my calls are like in the evening or in the night. Right? Midday, evening, and night, literally. Right? Um, But then, like, by the evening, I am, like, so social. I am a social butterfly. I pick up the phone. I want to call. I want to chat, etc. You know, but in the mornings, I'm like, eh, not really, you know. So, like, that's the beauty of an online business. You get to take into account all of that and you get to build a system around how you work and not fit into a system that wasn't created for you. Let me say that again. You get to build a system around how you work and not try to fit into a system that wasn't created for you. 8 to 4 was not created for someone like me. But 11 to 7, for sure. <laughs> I'll wake up 11 a.m. and I'll go to I'll finish with 7 p.m. And I'll feel very excited about that. It's the same eight hours. But I know that first two, three hours in the morning, like I would rather spend it sleeping. Yeah. So here's the beauty again. You can streamline your workday so you don't take meetings in the morning. Or maybe you like mornings and you're like, you know what, Leon, I want all my meetings in the morning. You can schedule your meetings all for the mornings and have your evenings free. You can have a one-hour lunch break or you can have a siesta, which is like a three-hour break or rest and return to work. That's what I do on Wednesdays. So on Wednesdays are like my coaching call days and I have calls for the entire day, right? Sometimes till 7, 8 in the night and... 
obviously I'm not going from 10 to 8 so I would have like a two hour break sometimes and use that to eat to relax on my bed take a nap scroll on tiktok <laughs> you know usual millennial stuff um and you can also like streamline your entire week and I love this so you can decide I'm going to work four days per week and you can have a three-day work week forever so depending on the type of week what usually happens is that there may be times where I'm like you know what I want to take my Friday off so I'm going to work an extra two hours Monday and Tuesday right and I'll have long days at the beginning so I can get the Friday off or maybe Tuesday I book an appointment to like do my nails or my brows or my lashes or some other thing and I'm like you know what I am going to work Friday I'm going to work Monday but I'm taking Tuesday off because Tuesday is my day you know so you are in control and like you get to decide like you know your workload you know what you have to do and you can space it out accordingly yeah lastly is this the last one I think it's the last one um when you start an online business it is like personal development on steroids <laughs> so I was scrolling through Instagram a day and I saw a post from Caitlin Sessler that said running an online business isn't hard realizing that you accidentally signed up for a personal development growth phd and the book list is figure it out yeah slightly more difficult and boy oh boy this is exactly she cannot have put it in better words this is so 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 true if anyone would have told me leon george that two and a half years ago i would have learned all the things that i've learned so far i would say no that's crazy you know, and just to give you some context in terms of who I am and who I was, I never did online learning before my online business, never. All my learning was in a physical school location because COVID wasn't a thing, right? I was never like the creative or artistic person. The first time I tried to do a design in Canva, I sent it to my friend who was a graphic designer and he said, Leon, that's the worst design I ever saw in my life. Like, don't try to do that again. <laughs> And of course, he was being extra mean, right? And I was also very logical too. Like I saw things in black and white, yes and no, all or nothing. That was my thinking that I would have adopted from the legal world. It was like right or wrong, legal or illegal, good or bad. You know, like that was the thinking that was like integrated into my being. And that seeped from the legal world into like my personal life. I saw things like this white and black, right or wrong. Right? I don't see things like that anymore. I see things far from that. I see things like so many shades of grey, you know. And for the past two and a half years, here's what I've been able to learn that I remember. Because there are something that I learn and sometimes you don't remember you learn it until you're like, Oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> um, coaching. I learned how to be a coach and to ask questions that can help my clients get the solution that they need. I learned how to create an online course with lessons, worksheets, templates, etc. to teach my clients marketing and business concepts. I learned how to design my whole website after I paid to build that website. I probably redesigned that about twice on my own because I would have got new pictures, new copy, new services, etc. And it's very important to learn that on your own so that you are able to make the tweaks for yourself, right? Um... And I also am building a website from scratch. I actually finished it today, the date in which I'm recording this podcast. I finished my website from scratch for my second business and I'm so excited. Um, I learned how to renovate my entire room and home decor. I knew nothing about that. Your girl 
learn and read to the entire room herself very much DIY and I love it right I learned how to run ads like when I used to do a lot of master classes I run ads for it I learned how to host master classes and host live events I've been to and I've spoken at so many live events that I simply can't remember them all <laughs> I learned how to design content on Canva and so many other apps I learned how to create funnels via email I learned how to set up like automated emails and sequences I learned how to self-coach and work on my own mindset as a business owner and as a coach. And I learned how to help my clients with their own mindset. I also learned how to deal with conflict in a healthy manner. This is so important. Before my business, oh, I hated the idea of conflict. I just wanted to be on good terms with everybody all the time. I never wanted to be part of arguments or be a party in arguments. Which is kind of like the same thing I said, right? <laughs> You know, so I learned how to deal with conflict in a very healthy manner and that is so beneficial for like my entire life. And I learned how to listen to my intuition, how to trust myself and how to seek guidance from a higher power. I learned how to do all of that in the last two and a half years and the list goes on and on, right? And this is why a lot of business owners tend to gravitate towards other business owner friends and be part of a solid community because we simply get it we get it when you say you know what something's wrong with your site or we get it when we're like you know what sales are slow or business is slow or you have a complaint about a client like we get it right and we know what it's like to literally learn a new skill and implement it immediately on our business we know what it's like to like figure it out along the way and trust that the end result will be worth it oh that is a prayer and a preach all in one like just figuring it out along the way and just trusting that you know what the end result will be worth all the uncertainties that you're facing as you're figuring it out right regardless of whether you make like a million dollars or one dollar like running an online business is so worth it because of the person that you'll become when you decide to go all in and that's it the person you become when you decide to go all in on your business like straight out of the park right that is the person that you will live with for the rest of your life yourself and you investing in yourself and the way you think and navigating tough situations is so worth it because i feel like this is life just a one tough situation after the next right and it wasn't meant to be easy it was meant to be a little challenging all right so the real last one which is the last high or benefit of an online business is the more time you have in an industry the better you will become and the more people will know you so time is like your best friend when you're running an online business and i don't do i need to elaborate on this let me elaborate on this yeah i will remember when i was in corporate like i would see people in the same position but i would hear about people because obviously i wasn't um with them over the, those years but i would hear about people who literally have that same one particular position for the past 10 or 15 years and they didn't get a pay increase didn't get a promotion more so there was no room for promotion because of the organizational structure of the company or if even if there was a higher position it wouldn't go to them it would go to someone that they brought externally it would usually be a recommendation from the boss right if we're keeping it 100% real that's how it works I know right and it used to break my heart to see like people give so much of themselves and not be able to grow within that position right and an online business is definitely not like that 
as a coach or a service provider, the more that you put in, all right, in learning and mastering your particular skill, the better you will become and the bigger your client transformation will be. And that, my friend, is how you will grow. With time, you'd be able to create better results in shorter time frame, which means you would now have more time to work with more clients and you can charge more. So time, my friend, is your best friend when you're running an online business. And that is why it is so important to never be in a rush. Don't try to skip steps. All right. Be careful who you're following and consuming information from. Because good things take time and building a business takes time. If you were working in like, like your corporate job, you wouldn't expect after year or two years, you get this super grand promotion. So why do we expect it in our business? All right. Learn the foundations and keep stacking on. And that's what I teach my clients. I teach my clients the foundations of running an online business so that they are able to stack on with time. And more so no matter what, and I always tell them that. I care about you first, then your business. Because no matter what you decide to do, when you go through a coaching experience with me, you are a complete different individual. And as a result, you're set up to succeed no matter what you decide to do. So my friend, these are the seven main highs of running an online business. Low startup cost, limitless income. You're in charge of who you work with and who you don't work with. Networking on an international level, location and time freedom, personal development on steroids, literally your PhD. <laughs> and time is your best friend, right? If you made it all the way to the end of this episode, there is a strong likelihood that you have an online business or you want to experience the benefits of an online business that I mentioned in this episode. And this is exactly what I have my clients with. We work together to identify their specific marketing and business challenge. We map out a unique content strategy based on their goals and their lifestyle. And we help them. I help them to more or less become a magnet, become someone who attracts paying clients in their business. Yeah. If you know you'd love to be part of my one-on-one client program, then you can go to my link in the show notes to book a call and find out if this is the right fit for you. It is a non-committal call, right? In the link in the show notes, you'll see all the information about it in terms of what you get, the price, everything. So definitely check out that link. And if you feel pulled towards it, pull a call like the time, I mean, book a call. The time is literally now. The time is now. Whatever you think is a reason to hold you back, let's talk on, on the phone, let's, let's talk on the call and let's see, okay, is this really a reason? Or is there something we can work around? Yeah? I love you and I'll talk to you soon. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Take care. Bye. You've just listened to another episode of Master Marketing and Monetize Podcast. If you benefited from this episode, share it to your favorite social media platform and tag me at Leon George. Let's finally master the world of online marketing and create a business of your wildest desires. See you on the next podcast episode.